Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. The right... That's right. Sheath Underwear. That's right. Sheath Underwear. What makes Sheath Underwear different? Simple. Sheath Underwear has a special two-pouch compartment that keeps your wiener and nutsies from sticking to your inner thigh. That's it. That's the idea, and it's brilliant. It feels like I'm having sex with my underwear every time I put them on, and I'm into it. And if... Uh, you, you, you're going too fast. Okay. <laughs> and and that's it. I'm not... I... Uh, I can't read and it. I'm into it, that. Okay, no, no, okay. you're doing it. And uh, I'm into that. Okay. And if I'm not, I say, I say uh, sorry, sorry, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. And if I leave them and out, I leave them out, out, of the pouch, out of the pouch, so, f- so fresh, fresh either, way. either way. Sheath underwear is made from the super comfortable blend, blend of, of modal, mo- modal and, and spandex, spandex that stretches as you move, move and keeps and you cool and, cool and dry. dry. No, no bunging. Matter, no pinching or saging. Sheath, sheath underwear Cradles your junk like a a mama gorilla holding her precious newborn baby. You know how Blade is half human and half vampire, Steve? So he gets the best of both both worlds? worlds. Well, Sheath is like that. The Only it's a combination of boxer briefs and jock strap. All of their powers, none of their weaknesses is what my pal Steve is trying to say. The idea of Sheath came from its founder, U.S. Army soldier... Robert, Robert Patton, Patton during the his second tour in Iraq. If it works in the sun-blasted deserts of Iraq, you'll know it'll work w- wherever you live. Support this awesome veteran-owned indie company whose founder is actually a fan, fan of, Jer- of Jeremiah Wonders. Wonders. That's pretty cool, Steve. Go to sheathunderwear.com and order with promo code SACS, S-A-X, to get 20% off your first order and Sheath's underwear, 100% money back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code SACS, S-A-X. Support this show by supporting them. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your your balls. Hey guys, welcome back to Jeremiah Wonders with my new pal, Barbara Dunkelman from Rooster Teeth. We had an awesome conversation, some great riffs, and I think that you will really dig this episode. Please leave a like or a comment below, or maybe hit that subscribe button, hit the bell notification if you haven't done so yet. I have a new special coming out, my debut one-hour special on December 8th on Amazon Prime, video on demand, a lot of other platforms. It would help me out a lot if you go to my website, jeremiahwatkins.com, and pre-order it now. It helps with placement for the banner, promotion, and different things on different platforms. Thank you guys so much for your support. And without further ado, please welcome Barbara Dunkelman to Jeremiah Wonders. Very special guest on Jeremiah Wonders today. Welcome Barbara Dunkelman to the show. Is this where you put the, like the strobe lights in, right? This is where, yeah, this is where like all the craziness happens and we're like, like oh no, Barbara's on the show right now. Yo! Am I allowed to swear on your show? You can do whatever you want. Holy fuck, that was cool, dude. Uh, I am like, I feel like I'm slightly advanced in the technology of what I got going. I don't have like any sound mixers or anything like that. I definitely waited for this as a surprise to show you on the show because I didn't want to be like, hey, Barbara, uh, nice to meet you two seconds ago. Uh, this is my normal speaking voice. Wow, but yeah, that would have been a, <laughs> throw me for a loop. Yeah, you're like, what, is something wrong with your audio? It's like, <laughs> it's like, 
No, this is just how I talk. I don't really know. Uh... I just said puberty five minutes ago. Yeah, who to uh, thunk it? I'm stuck in talk boy from Home Alone voice, so, you know. <laughs> or maybe your corpse husband or whoever that guy is uh, who's blown up on YouTube lately. Yeah, and it, it's so funny, like, how many trends there are with TikTok and, like, YouTube. It's, it's hard to keep track of all of them. Like, the dog face guy, have you, I follow him now, like, on Instagram. Do you know who that is? The guy with the cranberry juice who rode his skateboard? Yes! That guy, he bought a house from that. Like, his life is... Where did he come is, from? He came, he was just a random dude who's just, like, vibing one day. And he's like, I, I'm going to film me on a skateboard. And then, like, he got a car, he got a house. Like, he, he oh does videos God. with Snoop Dogg and all these rappers now. It's crazy. I wonder what that guy says when people ask him what he does for a living. Yeah, it's like, what <laughs> What do you say? What do you even say? I made a video one time of me just riding my skateboard, drinking cranberry <laughs> yeah. juice, and now I have a house. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a viber, homie. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do that full should, time. That should be a 2020 profession, I think. I think so. I mean, what's the weirdest thing that you've done in 2020? Because this has been such a bizarre year. One of the things that I did that was infuriating, my wife and I, we bought a puzzle because, you know, that was a trend for a bit. Everybody went through their puzzle phase. And no joke, we got down to the last piece and they did not send the last piece of the puzzle. And that was well, like maybe... 2020 in a nutshell for me. It Ugh, was least... nowhere. It was no, it wasn't like we literally only put the pieces back in the box every night. We looked our entire place, could not find it. They did not ship it in the box. Well, Jeremiah, I hate to tell you, I've had the piece this whole time. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, no. I am way too easy of a laugh. You do any sound effect and I'm just like, oh, yeah, do it again. <laughs> Don't encourage me. There's, there's way more that we'll get to later on. <laughs> Can't is, wait. Is there anything like uh, bizarre that you found yourself doing in 2020 that you maybe haven't done any other year or, or just like a new uh, hobby or anything that you picked up? I guess my new hobby in 2020 would be depression. Okay, um, yeah. And how's yeah. that going? Is that good? <laughs> Man, I'm I'm really into it. It's great. Um, I've never committed to anything like night. this. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting pretty good. I think I'm getting yeah. pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, but no, like just like everyone else, it's like, oh, maybe I'll I'll try cooking more. Didn't work. We order out all the time. Now um, you live with your boyfriend, right? Or yes, yes. And uh, how was how's that been in quarantine? Because that's affected it's, every couple's. I mean, I know a lot of people who grew a lot closer together than I know a lot of splits that happened up. Yeah, um, it has definitely only solidified the fact that uh, we are right for each other. Isn't that um, nice? Yes, it's uh, I've thought back to previous relationships I've been in and have thought, I don't think I would have survived quarantine with this person. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, at all. I ended up uh, um, I'm one of the people who decided it was a good idea with my wife. We uh, we have a baby on the way now. So, congratulations thank you yeah congratulations oh congratulations <laughs> i wish i could send you the effects through <laughs> your side so we could if, if you're in la sometime i have a couple of these that i usually have with my guests where we get to play around and just be silly with with the different voices perfect and stuff. can't yeah. wait yeah um but i uh yeah i uh i like your work on rooster teeth obviously so i i reached out um and uh just wanted to do uh an interesting collab which it's funny some of the the comments on twitter and stuff are like how are these worlds fusing right Whoa, now just because colliding. we're i know it's just cool it's just a cool mashup of uh you know we both do different podcasts and different uh video dude, internet dude. things that we do how many shows are you currently doing at rooster teeth 
Because I know you you do, you've done so many like whether it's been animation like the dating and relationship stuff, some of the stuff with John, yeah. different. Yeah, we do all types of stuff. Um, number of shows. Gosh, I do the Rooster Teeth podcast every week. Um, I record gameplay content. We do live streams on our site every week. Um, other podcasts that I guest on from time to time within the company. I do Ruby and other animated shows. Yeah. Uh, so kind of have my toe dipped in every little pocket. Of Which that's kind of how I I try to be at least in the uh, in the LA comedy scene. I'm involved in like a lot of different projects and stuff like that. And I think that was Keeps one of the reasons why I connected with you. I was like I was like I like how she's kind of like immersed in a lot of different things because I don't Thank like you. to stick to just one thing. It's more fun to just kind of oh do this a little bit do a little bit of that it's good and bad because it feels like you have experience in so many things and you get experience doing so many different types of things and like really challenging yourself but then it's also hard to explain your job to somebody you're like oh well i host podcasts but i also uh creative direct and also do this and voice act and it's just yeah yeah the business card starts to look a little obnoxious <laughs> after a point like you list all the stuff you're like let, like when i first moved to la my business cards were so it was so gross it was like it was a comedian actor voice character like like character Ugh. like work improv sketch Barf. it was so gross <laughs> and it had my home address on it i don't know why i did that like when i was like if they want to get a hold of me i really want somebody to really get in there over. just come on over just cast me literally there's a casting couch right over there <laughs> just come over we'll uh, we'll feed you dinner and then you'll hire me it'll be great yeah just a home-cooked kansas meal yeah. are, are you originally from texas <laughs> no so uh i moved to austin in december of 2011 so that would have been i guess we're coming up on nine years um okay but i'm originally from montreal canada Oh, that's awesome. I uh I usually go to uh Just for Laughs in Montreal every oh, year. Oh shit, yeah, dude. So I love uh that festival. I I deeply missed it this year. Um so, that's usually where I go for like almost a week to do different shows. Like I'm involved with a handful of different things where we'll go out for this and a little bit of podcasting, a little bit of that and yeah, it's a super fun festival. So I love Montreal. Montreal's a fun place. Yeah. It's uh it's oddly very similar to Austin. Um, they're really? both very young, eclectic college towns. Okay. Um, one is French. Uh, <laughs> one is not. Do you but, speak uh, any French? Did you pick up any French? Yeah, a little bit, like enough to kind of get by, but not enough to get a full-time job. Right. <laughs> you know, because like, most places you have to be like perfectly bilingual. And I'm like, I could say like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I could tell you the time, but that's about it. That's how I am for my Spanish. Like, I'm like, I can act like if you give me the lines, <laughs> like, like in Spanish, like I can, I can nail the accent and the dialect and everything, but like holding like an actual conversation with a native, like I can't, I just can't do that. It's, it's, it's so fast. I'm like, I start freaking out. You just like smile and nod. You're like, uh huh. Yeah. And, that, and then you realize like, you're like, that's exactly what they do to English speakers when you're like, Hey, how's it going? They're like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh seven thirty. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's um uh obviously one of the first times I went to Canada, um Poutine was introduced. It blew my mind. Um do you have any poutine places that you are like must gotta go get this Absolutely. when you're in Montreal? 
Yes. So Montreal, the place to go for poutine, I think a lot of people would agree, is La Banquise. Mm. Um, It's a a very popular poutine place in Montreal that constantly has a line out the door and around the corner. Um, And they serve like regular poutine, but they also do like 60 different types where you can get like smoked meat or like brisket or sausage or sour cream, like all these different ingredients on your poutine, which sound disgusting. But if you get the right pairing, oh delicious have you eaten at moisha's in montreal probably it's really good it's like a steakhouse and uh they have amazing pickles there yes like phenomenal pickles i think of whenever someone says moisha's i also think of schwartz's which is another very popular montreal uh smoked meat place yeah yeah the smoked meat Mm. they do it right they do it right i'm i'm from kansas so i'm very you know we have our barbecue and stuff like that and uh, you know i'm sure you you get your fill of barbecue now that you live in austin and stuff like (laughs) that you're like i got that i only got that covered i put on the texas 15 when i moved here of just pure barbecue i think you have to i think it's one of anytime i go and do shows for like a week in texas i'm like well i'm gonna be coming back (laughs) with some extra Mm -hmm. weight on me that's happening (laughs) for sure everything truly is bigger in texas yes that was something i was very surprised by when i first moved here like the first restaurant i got taken to i got a plate that was like this big and most of it was cheese oh yeah oh yeah and i was like okay i'm gonna like it here <laughs> right yeah do i melt the, do i make this into like a cheese wine like what are we doing with this right here it's so like, like no man you just you get from the trough just put your head down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly i uh yeah so you hosted a show uh it was a dating and relationship advice show um for a while uh what is what would you say is like uh one of the the stories that have have stood out to you that have stuck with you that you might think about like that will come back to you every once in a while because as as a stand-up sometimes i'll like if somebody says a city or something to me i'm like Oh, this reminds me of this audience member or this happened. Uh, did anything happen like that, like along the way of hosting that show where you're like, who are these people that are needing advice on this? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I did that show for about four years. And gosh, every single episode had something that made me just crack up or like die of embarrassment from hearing just secondhand embarrassment. Um, but one of my favorite stories is actually from my friend Miles, who's on the show. And it was his story about his first blowjob. And I won't go into too much detail, but basically it ended up with the, the girl handcuffing him to the bed while she played like heavy metal screamo music in the background. And I'm just imagining that being like the most first, most intense first blowjob story of all time. She's like, what's happening right now? Yeah. Being like some like teenage boy with all that going This is really awkward, but Miles is actually calling into the show right now. Uh, hey Miles, uh, didn't mean to out you like that, but uh, hello, uh, Barbara. You sound just like him. <laughs> I sound just like him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I sound like me. It's Miles. Hey Miles. Um. Hey, I don't. You, I don't really like you. Uh, air my dirty laundry like you did. I mean, to be fair, you did air your dirty laundry on my show. Yeah, but it was my laundry to air. It wasn't like a, a second wash or second like uh, drying or anything like that. Uh, you kind of just put it back out on the clothespins in front of the neighbors. Well, now it's clean. Now it's clean laundry, Miles. What do you want? There, there's stains all over it. I told you the story. It was a mess. <laughs> oh, gotta go. Okay, we we lost Miles. I don't know what happened, but that oh, was man, he I'm sounds a little different right now. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it might be the connection of the podcast. 
I think so too. Yeah. It's these zooms, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of fickle at times. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, he was using a landline, which is really strange. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's very weird that the connection wouldn't have been a little bit more clear. I mean, he works at Rooster Teeth. They think, you know, you think that they provide you guys like you've got a great mic, but Miles, for whatever reason, still landline, rotary phone. We're owned by AT&T, too. So you'd think he'd have a good phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. What uh, what shows have you been getting into uh, lately uh, through uh, like Netflix or anything like what any or what have you been doing with your boyfriend rather to, to pass the time? <laughs> Uh, we're, we've been, uh, I've been handcuffing him to the bed what and we've been that? playing heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, we, we've been watching a lot of new shows, a lot of movies, uh, playing some video games, kind of just anything to keep us occupied. But we binged through The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. My wife loves that show. Yeah. Oh, I had no, it was just such a random pick because we saw it just on Netflix. And I was like, this looks interesting. Let's give it a shot. I knew nothing about it. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. I've heard nothing but good things about that show. Yeah, it uh, it made me want to become a chess player, and marry Anna uh, Taylor Joy. So you know. <laughs> Have you ever played chess before? As a child, my dad really liked chess. Um, it's a very, so he, it's a dad game for sure. It's a dad absolutely. game. Like I'm gonna teach you some wisdom right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he 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 plays chess on his computer against a robot all the time. Okay. And so I wonder if he'd be interested in that show. I should tell him about it. Actually, he'll probably love it. it. Uh, yeah. I, I went back over the holidays, uh, like last Christmas, back to Kansas, and my dad and I played multiple games of chess, and I felt bad because I ended up, he used to beat me every single time at chess, and I beat him pretty much every single time, and I think it really got to my dad, like underneath his skin, like, oh, I just uh, made one wrong move and uh, you really capitalized on it. Just, really uh, shows how well I taught you. Yeah. A, huh. Yeah, I'm a good, good dad. No, it's, it's fine. I'm uh, proud that you're uh, you're smart now. That's uh, the, <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is your dad in the room? That's so strange. Yeah, I don't know. Is my dad calling into the show right now? I think I actually hear the, the, the ring of the phone. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, is this, uh, is this Barbara? Yes, it is, Mr. Watkins. Dad, why are you... You called and talked to Barbara? That That's kind of weird. Oh, no, I heard that she, uh, you know, was thinking about uh, picking up uh, chess with her dad. Uh, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, now, um, Barbara, do you play racquetball? Uh, I do not, sir. Um, Listen, but I'm sure it would be very fun. Uh, okay. If you ever come to Kansas, uh, I'd love to play you in racquetball or maybe some pool. Uh, my son, Jeremiah, he keeps beating me at this stuff, and it's infuriating me. So I'd like to teach somebody else that I can maybe beat now. Well, don't worry. I'm very unathletic, so I will be poor at every sport, and you will definitely beat me. All right. Well, uh, how's your boyfriend doing? Uh, I'm a rooster teeth follower. <laughs> Dad, we got to let you go. It's getting a little bit weird. All right. Well, uh. You two kids have fun on your little uh, sketch or whatever you're saying. Sketch. A sketch. All right, we lost my dad. I don't know. That's a good, great word though. A sketch. He's onto something. Yeah, a skit and a sketch blended together. It's for people who don't know what you know podcasts and stuff are. I still have tried to explain to my mom like <laughs> what what a podcast pod- is. It doesn't. It still doesn't register. Like like it for I guess for some people for people who are immersed in it like we are. It's yeah. just kind of a way of life where it's easy to put on in cars. It's easy to find it on YouTube and all that stuff. 
But for people who like are not get they're like i don't what is this like people who still do the crosswords in the newspapers oh yeah what's and this is entertainment what do you guys talk about are you uh (laughs) you a sudoku kind of girl you ever you ever play sudoku oh hell yeah and it it makes my mom so angry when i take up all the sudokus when i visit home and do them all in the newspaper because she's one of those people who uses all the games in the newspapers and so when i take the sudoku it's no go see Not that's good. that's like the the inverse of my relationship with my dad you, <laughs> your mom is being competitive with you she's like let me just have my my sudokus okay barbara i'm never inviting you i'm never inviting you back home ever again <laughs> i guess not is your mom calling in to the show right now <laughs> is she i think i think so i, I don't think know. i hear her hello Barbara? Oh, hi, Mom. Mom! Barbara! <laughs> Barbara, how are you? I'm great. Mom, you're so different. I sound different. This must be the AT&T connection. Oh, it may be, yeah. <laughs> you have AT&T in Canada? Oh, yeah. I've been long-time, long-term customers, yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that you were off your Bell Canada plan. Oh, oh, well, uh, y- you know, uh, Rooster, your people over at Rooster Teeth, they, uh, they sent me a little Christmas present. I, did, are you winking into the phone, Mom? Uh, did you hear? I have very loud winks. <laughs> yeah, it's very that? watery. It, it, sorry if there's a little drip that's getting on the phone right now. It's just, sorry, I'm just, okay. Nope, that's poutine just coming right on my tear okay. ducts. Yeah, I've been really going to town with your father. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you go back with to your poutine. Sudoku, Mom. I've been going to town with the poutine, not the actual <laughs> town with your we were in town early. We didn't go at the town. You know, uh, I, this is getting real hard for me. Not not hard for your father. I, this is just getting upsetting. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hang up on you, Mom. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> well, you know, anybody can call into this show, and that's uh, that's part of the yeah. craziness. Um, I didn't know she had your number. Yeah, I'm really connected with your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I, we just met a little while ago before we started recording. But um, yeah, that's something you do with all your guests, right? You get to know their family first before you do the podcast. <laughs> I actually that's how I incept people into becoming guests on the show. I meet their family and they're like, he's a he's a nice guy. We're going <laughs> to we're going to refer him secretly in the emails and just put little post-its <laughs> around the house and in different phone calls and FaceTimes and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> are your parents FaceTimers? Do they do that? Do they are they with it enough to FaceTime? Yeah, luckily my parents are actually very technologically savvy. Yeah. Um, my dad has worked in, worked in telecommunications. He develops apps now just for fun. They're both retired. Um, and then my mom was a programmer for a university. Oh yeah, so they get it. They're gonna yeah, they'll be yeah. proficient the rest of their lives just because that's part of their livelihood. Thank goodness, my man, because like yeah. having to explain anything to my parents would be a nightmare. I so my dad is a little bit better than my mom is now. He's gotten a grasp of FaceTime, uh, okay, but my good. mom, <laughs> she still has it incepted in her brain from years ago. Like remember when like. 10 years ago when flip phones just started maybe getting some video. Maybe it wasn't even that long ago, to be honest. It might have been more like eight years ago, whatever. But it was like kind of pixelated. It feels like a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago, right? It was kind of yeah. pixelated and really grainy, and it would be easily distorted whenever you would, uh, you know, video call. And I remember mm-hmm. calling my mom and being like, look at this technology. She's like, this is scary. I don't like this. Like, you're all you're all distorted. You don't look like my son. I don't. Let's just go back to phone calls. Someone's taking over your body. Yeah, she was Run. worried. I was like, Mom, like seriously, like I don't know. Like, it's, uh, I promise it should be coming out perfect on your end. Like, there's, I don't know what's happening. 
Whoa, I think my I think I heard Miles for a second there again. Did you? Maybe he was Gosh. trying to call in. Strange. It was weird. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he was. I think I think we we talked to him. I enough. think we did. I think we did too. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'll ignore this <laughs> that call this time. <laughs> yeah. That's the nicest way, by the way. That's the nicest way. Like we're getting to know each other of you being like, I think that bit's done, Jeremiah. I think I think I, we've heard enough of him. <laughs> I think we're okay with moving on to the next part of the podcast. Uh, now I asked you before we started the show, if, uh, this is a question that I ask, uh, anytime I have somebody who is a performer or more in the podcast world, if they have wigs, were you happy, mm-hmm. were you able to find any wigs? I found three wigs. Ooh. Um, they're all just standard lady wigs. That's um, okay. One's kind of a redhead, one's kind of like a brownish red, and one's a blonde. I don't know why I have a blonde wig when I'm blonde, but here we are. Okay. Well, um, let's let's do this first one. This is a suggestion, actually, from Twitter, and we'll do this next segment. It's called Wig. Wig! What a great name for a segment. You know, sometimes you have to just tell people exactly what they're about to expect. <laughs> <laughs> you don't beat around the bush. You just tell them right to their face, like, we're about to put on some wigs and we're going to be wigs. we're going to be playing around, okay? Uh this one comes uh this uh suggestion comes from Jared Monster on Twitter. They said scene suggestion. Princess Peach asks Mario for a divorce. <gasps> so I'm guessing I'll be Princess Peach. You will be Princess Peach. You actually that's actually a great Princess Peach wig. A great wig. Um and let me let me see what I got here. It's a me. <laughs> Are Princess Peach and, and Mario even married? I think that uh, that canonically, this is like a maybe a fan. Uh, like they assume this is the direction that they went in with their relationship. You know. Okay. But I don't know if I've ever like in the actual video games and stuff. I've never. I don't know if they actually ever ended up happily ever after because she keeps ending up in different castles and stuff. The princess is in another castle. Right? Fucking Luigi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the wig on your part is the wig on your face. <laughs> Pretty much. That's 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 my part. I have uh this is my face wig that I'm wearing right now. Of course. Um you actually look like a great Princess Peach. Um I think we should just get right into this. Uh, yeah. right into that Oh, what seems to be the problem, Princess Peach? Oh, Mario, I've been looking at your phone and I saw some really concerning texts. Whoa, 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 what did you see? I saw Diddy Kong messaging you late last night, calling you baby, calling you honey. What's that all about? Whoa, uh, it went, uh, whoa, 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 no, um, he's just a friend. I say he's just a friend. I know you're lying when you add a lot of whoa, 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 whoa. No, I promise, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I saw a picture of his nether regions. Why was he sending you that? You saw his dicky kong? Woohoo! <laughs> Yahoo! I sure did. And it's something I wish I could scrub from my memory forever. I'm sorry. We haven't been connecting in the bedroom lately. I had to seek other places. Mario, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy in our relationship. It's over. 
I've saved you from every castle and every kingdom around the world. How can it just be over? Lickety spit like that. Oh, oh, oh. It's already done. I've already called Bowser and he's on his way here. You're leaving me for Bowser? Yeah, he's like double the size of you in every way, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, no. Go have fun with Diddy. Well, maybe if you would have diddied me a little bit in the bedroom, then we wouldn't be in this predicament. You're right. I should have, I should have diddied you more. But you always fell asleep at 7 p.m. What was I supposed to do? I'm a plumber. I have to wake up early in the morning. And I'm a princess. I need to not do work ever. I always forget you're a princess and I have to treat you more like one. I apologize. I've been treating you like a common street hooker. You know what? That's good enough for me. All is forgiven. Oh, uh, really? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yahoo! <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's not how Peach sounds whatsoever, um, and I recognize that. It's, I mean, you know, mine was a very, very loose mario but i you know people get it and i think oh, i think one for one and i think pete that was a close enough peach that's not like crazy far off from peach thank you it's like the, you, that's like video game voice you know what i mean like female video game voice is kind of yeah. it covers a lot of bases when you're like oh yeah not a problem yeah. i'm gonna kick your ass yep yeah, see you later mister <laughs> i gotcha <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> peach has got it peach has got it that was fun. Doink. That was, um, you know. That, great prompt. I mean, it was a great prompt. Sometimes uh, with the wig segment, you know, it's uh, we have to kind of figure it out ourselves. But but that person was nice enough to just lay out the exact suggestion that they wanted. And I happen to have <laughs> the Mario hat, you know, in my costume bin. And it just kind of worked. And you had the perfect peach blonde wig. Apparently it was meant to be, I guess. I guess it was meant to be. What? I also don't know why Diddy Kong was the first Nintendo character I came. Like, there's there's other princesses. There's other characters. Well, that's what kind of, for me, I, it almost broke me because I was like, that is very specific that he had a homosexual adventure with a monkey out of all the other princes. But not even Donkey Kong. Diddy Kong. I know. The little, the little guy. <laughs> little guy. <laughs> oh, I think it's because I played a lot of Diddy Kong Racing as a kid, and so like for some reason, when I think of Peach and Mario, I think of Diddy Kong Racing. What do you have a favorite Donkey Kong Country game? Did you play any of those? <sighs> I was more so I got more into like Zelda and those kinds. Oh, of yeah, games. I yeah. also I also really like the Mario Party games. Mario, Mario Party, 2 Party was, like, was so still fun. One of my favorites. That yeah. was one of those games where you could have whatever friend over that was just one of those like that and smash brothers and like some of like golden eye like some of those different games like where it was like we're spending the next six hours not moving from here yep. <laughs> only to go to the restroom to go pee come back maybe mom will drop off some snacks or something and then we're mm -hmm. just gonna keep playing the entire time this is the best well you you knew it was bad if someone was like let's do the 50 turn version of this game and you're like oh so you want to play this for six hours yeah okay oh you want a video game version of monopoly okay great great <laughs> this or is, risk yeah this is never gonna end <laughs> did you ever yeah. get the uh the sores from the joystick from yes! spinning that was Mario Party 1, and I remember distinctly because when Mario Party 2 came out and they got rid of those games with the joystick Because uh, I turning. think so many kids yeah. started getting literally hurt because we would just like be going like this. But I mean... I think they 
sold gloves for it. I think there was like a whole market for those like injuries that people would get playing that game. What's that? I don't I could be making that up. I don't know if you remember this movie. I think it's a Fred Savage movie. Um like with the Power Glove, the Nintendo Power Glove where he goes to compete in a tournament. It's like an 80s film. Ooh. Yeah. Now I got to I got to I might have don't to Don't you look. love it when that window just pops up and you could see the reflection on someone's face as they Google? Yeah, right. Who was it again? You said I think it's Fred Savage. I think we're both gonna find this right now let's see let's see the wizard yep wizard okay yeah yeah 1989 the year i was born there you go i'm an 88 guy oh shit oh yep you old man i know well barbara if there's anything that i've learned in my extra year of life over you i'd just like to share it with you right now well, I learned that, um, uh, you know, the, when the girls, the guys, this did nothing for when we, <laughs> when we were playing this with the joysticks. But what Didn't I have learned, the girls, if they use their two fingers, they got very good at using a circular motion for something else later down the road. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> Can't confirm. <laughs> girls who played Mario Party 1 know where it's at. They know uh, how to masturbate. Just straight absolutely. up. Absolutely. They, they know how to do it. They they get off. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's like the bonus round, like like the, the unlocked levels in Mario Party One. It's like I don't remember this. There was also I remember specifically a game that I won every time. I was really good at it. I think it was the one where you have to crank up the things and then you see how far it could go, and you had to hit A and B at the same time oh, on your controller. Yeah, I I was so good at that. It's I mean my fingers stiff, and I was like. Oh no, yeah, we had little kid arthritis when we played that game where our fingers would lock. It's like, I can't move my fingers anymore. Just yeah, like but bleeding. It's an advantage. But it was so much fun. It's just, we just like, I thought like eventually like we would evolve, like maybe we will down the line, like people will get like better dexterity in their fingers uh, yeah. and stuff because we're on our phones so much all the time. They say little kids and toddlers actually with the iPads and stuff. It's yeah. something about the way their brain works that it it they're easier to learn for them, like to be able to touch stuff rather than to write it down. Interesting. Yeah. Something also that blew my mind was let's let's say you're doing like an improv scene and you're calling someone on the phone. What would you do? I would do this just because I'm. You do this. I would do this. No, A lot of like people this. do this, but I would I would now, do this just yeah. Apparently, kids go like this because they're used to having an iPhone, like the uh this rectangular thing. Like this. Wow. Like on the phone. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a weird generational gap. That is there. weird. Well, it's like just like in the improv scenes where which it doesn't exist anymore. The roll down windows of the car. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? It's like, what is that <laughs> person just... doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> Yeah, how would you tell someone nowadays to roll down their window if they're like under the age of twenty five? But I still think the universal police signal for roll down your window is like roll roll down your window or like or is it down <laughs> hey can we can you uh do one of these it's like it's like this guy an improviser or a cop what's going on it's both like, in improviser in his spare time cop yeah. in his regular hey could i get a suggestion let me off <laughs> no thank you <laughs> no and no and actually did you do, uh, did you have any uh, improv training like in Montreal or did you do any like improv classes back in the day or anything like that? Not at all. Um, so I actually, 
uh, went to school for marketing. I had no intention of doing any type of performance stuff or entertainment or anything like that. Um, but then things worked out with Rooster Teeth and I ended up doing podcasts and a bunch of stuff on camera. And then it was actually about three years ago that a few people at the company were like, we want to sign you guys up for improv lessons because we do so much performance that improv is actually really handy for a lot of reasons, even doing podcasts and being a good listener. Um, improv really helps with that. So we actually did a round of improv lessons for, I want to say like four or five months back in okay. 2017. Yeah. It was so much fun. Well, you guys, I thought I would hate it. <laughs> did, oh yeah. Did you, was it, but you got into it like, like, cause I feel like it's sometimes as an adult, like there is pushback if you, just because you have to be so silly, they want you to be silly. And if you're not used to that, you're like, why am I doing these games and all that stuff? Yeah, luckily it was with a group of people at Rooster Teeth, so we're already used to being really immature yeah. and silly, and we all like knew each other. I think it's honestly more nerve-wracking doing improv with people you know versus people you don't, because you feel like it's a little more intimate in a way and more exposing to Well, people because you you're know. seeing a different side of them, and you're seeing yeah. your friends, and you're worried about failing in a different way. When, when I perform for strangers for stand-up, it's always easier than if I have to do a hometown show or something. It's always, Absolutely. there's always a stress that's associated because people are coming from your past maybe that haven't seen you in forever. You may have developed some different viewpoints since like the- They also when... have like a preconceived idea of who you are. That's a huge thing too, yeah. So it's hard to play a character when people know you already. They're like, why um, is Barbara being so crass right now? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Well, nobody would ask that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, there's Barbara <laughs> uh, being there she is. <laughs> What else is new? But one of the things we got to do actually was we did an improv show at the end of our like three or four month uh, block lessons. And we were telling people about it. And I was like, I almost don't want to tell anybody I know about the show because I just want strangers in the audience. I yep. don't want my coworkers or friends or anybody. Absolutely. Like yeah. So I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, I want to get into this next segment with you. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning out. Questions from fans. Uh, I reached out to people on the internet. I said, you know, if you could ask Barbara Dunkelman any question or any scene suggestions, stuff like that, um, you know, what would it be? And we got a ton of questions. Um, Hell yeah. And uh, this is the first one that I'm going to ask you uh, right now. This is just funny. This comes from Soy Cristiano. No question, but I woke up and saw this and thought, was I dreaming? <laughs> I just like that somebody's yes. like, yes, you're dreaming right now. Don't Hello, worry about it. Welcome to your dream. Hello. Stay with us. Please, please stay with us and keep watching the podcast. Hello. <laughs> the eyes, <laughs> the artificial <laughs> eyes in movies, they have it. Whoa, you can do some crazy things with your eyes. This one's my favorite. Whoa. Because people are like weirdly impressed by it, but you just cross your eyes and then move one. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me try it here. <laughs> We're going to try to teach me how to do this. All right, so crossed eyes. Cross, and then stay crossed, but just move one out. Am I doing it? If you can, well, you're getting there. Yeah, you're you're getting there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, just impress all your friends with that. Okay, now. cool. Well, uh, first, uh, once I get my vision back, then I'll go down every. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, this one comes from. What's the one food you could never give up? Bread. Ray Axel Rose asks that. Bread. Bread. I, I just bread, love, are, like, are you a chip person as well? 
Yeah. Yep. I like uh, anytime somebody's I like a, any carbs. I know, right? I'm more of a salty than a sweet guy. I, like same chips and salsa or chips and queso would be one of those that I, I could not, I could not give those up. Chips and salsa is one of my favorite snacks of all time. But yeah, yeah like sandwiches and like breakfast meals, like it's all bread. I just love bread. It's a good one. What's your favorite kind yeah. of bread? I like whole wheat. I grew up eating whole wheat bread. Okay. So just like your standard whole wheat, nothing special. Nothing crazy. <laughs> nothing crazy. <laughs> you know, just wheat. Tell your mom about this podcast topic. All right. She'll get into it. I think she's going to. All right. <laughs> like, don't get us started on seven grains, folks. We're going to get wild here in a second. We're going to get rewild. Talking bread with Barbara Dunkelman on the show. Wow, was that the weekend's new song? Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was called uh, <laughs> "Bread or Alive." <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're somebody who I appreciate. You, you do a lot of puns and stuff. What do you? Uh, I do. And I, I'm a, I'm a pun guy. I, th- I know that some people cringe and stuff at puns, but I'll tell you what, they make me laugh more than a lot of things. Man, pun, the cringing people do at puns just make it all that more sweet. Like, it really if you get is a cringe. Right. It means it's a good pun. Yeah. yeah. So cringe away, my friends. Cringe away and pun for your money. <laughs> pun for your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, wow, this comes from uh, Nate, you so nasty. What? This is the collab we didn't know we needed. Thank you for, uh, for saying that. Um, this one comes from... Ooh. Samantha Bueno 91 on Twitter says, if you could travel back in time and hang out with yourself, where would you go and why? Whoa. That's a cool question, I've right? Nev- I've never been asked a question like that before. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really good Usually one. Usually it's like, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something. Yeah, but to hang out with like an era of time where you were maybe a mm-hmm. kid or a teenager, maybe you want to go back and play Mario Party with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. Gosh. I feel like now that's an innuendo for something else completely. Um. <laughs> that's that's the future you coming back. He's like, no, you do it like this. Like this. It's going to take a little bit of practice, but you'll get it. You're going to get and then you'll be really, done in 30 seconds. really good at it someday. <laughs> yeah, you could do it like on your way to work in your car and you'll be great. Totally. Um, Let's see. I feel like, gosh, I had a lot to learn about how to do my hair and makeup and how, what to wear as a kid. Like... I looking at pictures of me when I was like in middle school was really hard to see. Do you, do you have some rough middle school pictures? Uh, yeah, I I was. Uh, it took me a long time to develop into a person that I felt um, looked okay. I had severe acne. I had braces. I was on like Accutane. It was so bad. Um, didn't know how to dress. Didn't know how to do. I I did like the black eyeliner that all teenage girls yeah. do. Yeah. Back in the early did you do, 2000s. Did you do safety pins or did you do fingerless gloves or did you do any Hot Topic stuff around that time? I did some Hot Topic stuff. I wasn't like emo goth kid. I was an it arm was more band of me trying to be... guy. Oh, no. Armband and uh, the wristbands because uh, you could get different patches and stuff. I freaking loved that stuff. Yeah, I was like low weight, like low rider jeans and like velour track suit, kind of like what the hell am I thinking kind of kid. Yeah. Um, it's, just trying to look like I'm in with the trends. Yeah, exactly. I'm a part of something. Like, don't make fun of me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with something. I'm with you guys right now. 
I saw this in a Target ad. I'm wearing it now. That, that was a weird time in women's fashion when it was the low riders. Like, I mean, they're they're I, they're high waisted again, which is I think more of a seventies or eighties thing. Which yeah, I 70s, think that I looks say. way better than like the low like oh a thousand like, percent hip bones hanging out. We were like, edging on butt crack. Like yeah, daily. it's like what is going on? These teens need to just hike them up a little bit. This is awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad those went out of style because yeah. I hated those pants. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't. Com- I remember uh, sagging was real big for a while, you yeah. know, for guys. And uh, I remember one time I grew up a uh, conservative family in Kansas. My grandma, I was sagging. She literally hugged me. And while she, her hands were around my back, she pulled that. up my pants. And it was oh, no. just so like, I, I felt like I was being violated. I was like, eh, what's, what's happening right now? <laughs> and then she's, she's like whispered to me. She's like, you need a belt. Oh, like, well, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. It was a weird, that was, it, it was a weird that, phase, but it was a, a very aggressive way to do it. It's tough love. It's tough love. Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. And you never had your pants sag around her again, I'm sure, because you wouldn't want her pulling your pants up anymore. <laughs> you learn your lesson. <laughs> I really did. I, I, I never sagged again from that day forward. I was like, the, <laughs> the ghost of, of that just haunts my past. The way you say that makes it sound like it's some type of like you're doing drugs or something. I never sagged again after that, guys. You know, you know? I'm that straight edge that, that, that sagging was like a big crossroads in my life. <laughs> so like, it's like hard for me. I had to do a 12-step program to get off sagging. Yeah. They made me take away all my wristbands. It was really, really dark. I mean, it's just real, it's real tough, you know? It's just yeah. one of those things. Fuck. This will be a hard question, but I'm going to see if you can answer it. What is the best pun you've ever made, or what is the, the best reaction to a pun you've made? Oh, man. Um, probably the, one, of the, one of my favorites, just spur of the moment. We were talking, talking about the company Enron. Um, and Bernie Burns, who was on the podcast at the time, was talking about the company and how, like, uh, they went through some really hard times, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, did something go end wrong? And just, I was proud of myself back then. That was like 2012, I think. Well, it's so also, it was... it's somebody with the company. So it makes it not <laughs> only just a casual joke, but an epic roast and burn on top of that. Because you're like, you were there. You were part of it. So, yeah. All right. Um, I applaud, I applaud I, you on that one. That's good. Thank you. Uh, one that I always come back, though, because oftentimes when I go to conventions or do any like public appearances, people know me for my puns. It's like something that people enjoy, which is really cool. Um, but people were like, oh, like, tell me a pun or like write a pun in my autograph book or whatever it is. Uh, and my go-to one is I need glasses to do math because it helps with division. I get it. It's like so dumb. <laughs> just so oh, easy. snap. I get it. I get it. I see you, girl. Division. Oh, it's happening. Division. Division. <laughs> Division. Uh, this one comes from, uh, Asian Amari says uh, that you mentioned taking something the night after drinking and before sleeping to prevent a hangover. What was it again? I forgot and I could use it. I'm pretty sure when I've talked about this before, I said just chug a whole glass of water and take two Advil and you'll be fine. Oh, like as a as a cautious thing going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I drink, no matter how much I've had to drink. You just have water in between like every two or three and then take Advil before you go to bed and you'll be fine. I've never had a hangover. 
Oh, well, I think most people are don't have the foresight to drink a whole <laughs> glass of water between like if you're in that zone and you're drinking and stuff like that, it's like, you know what I could go for between this Miller Lite? A cold glass of ice water. Listen, man, if you remember, it'll change your life. You just get into the habit. Oh, I'm sure it it works. It's like but <laughs> it's just re but, uh, but it's just restructuring everybody's minds like why why would I do that? That's like at a being at a Super Bowl party and just coca-colas or root beers and stuff like that and be like cutting it with water like in between the doritos <laughs> and stuff like that you're like this tastes horrible i'm trying to be healthy yeah so i'm just gonna just gonna have, have a diet a celery and a water real quick <laughs> between this uh this is a this is a nice uh uh question uh slash comment from michelle I'll determine that michelle stammer it's pretty nice <laughs> hey uh how the frick are you so pretty but real question, what Aww. is your favorite thing slash goal you have accomplished? Oh, well, thank you, Michelle. That's so sweet. Um, I guess uh, I just throw a lot of makeup onto my face. So just uh, do that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, thing I have accomplished. My goodness. Um, starting my podcast Always Open, I think, was a big accomplishment for me, mm -hmm. um, especially because I have been a fan of Rooster Teeth and have been following them since I was 15. So to get to be at the company, but also to develop my own show for the company, the first also like female driven show that the company's ever done, that was really big for me. And it was really cool to get to do that show and to um, just have a platform to talk about things that were important to me for a long time. Um, but uh, gosh, I think also being in Ruby um, has been like really life changing. That's awesome. Getting to be part of a, a, an anime and just like a an animated show that so many people uh, are affected by and that just like find joy in. So getting to do those two things, I think, have been my top. Yeah, so far. I uh, I love doing uh, anytime I get a chance to do record voiceover stuff. It's always like it's just so, so fun. Like and to see it come to life, I'm sure, you know, especially a show like that, like there's so many episodes and stuff. You're like and it looks so good. You know, when you yeah. start out doing projects like for friends and stuff, it, it's like like just the <laughs> just the littlest thing makes you so excited. You're like, oh my, I can't believe I'm animated right now. Yeah, well, look at that character walk. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Oh, and then like with Ruby, it's just like, that. you know, the craziness is just, anyway. That it's cool to see the evolution of that happen uh with stuff. Yeah. Like I've done a couple of projects where I'm just like, this is just a cool moment for me as somebody who's a fan of animation and cartoons and stuff like that and, and anime. Same. I grew up watching shows like uh, Pokemon and stuff. I was one of those who had the Game Boy games and the red, the blue, the gold, the, the Pikachu version, all, all that stuff. Of course, of course. And so like that, that's got to be cool for you as a fan of video games and stuff to like see that style and be like, I'm a part of this and people love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I never in a million years thought I would be a voice actress for anything. Uh, me and my brothers grew up just like making silly voices at everything, like making sound effects for everything. Yeah. And just like imitating cartoons that we would hear. That's how and, like, I started I too, mimicking cartoons. Yeah. I think that's how you kind of, yeah. You kind of just copy and then you learn like what your range is that way. So it's really cool. Um, but the, I think like the moment it really hit me was that um, at a convention one time, I met this very young girl. She must have been like five or six. Uh, and she had like a plushie of my character. And I was like, this is insane to me because I grew up watching cartoons and like, for example, Sailor Moon. And I'm like, my sister Sailor loves Moon. Sailor Moon. Yeah. So good. And it's like, this is my cartoon character. Like, 
Sailor Moon. But like now I'm someone's someone else's cartoon character. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's insane. That's a real uh, full circle, like, wow <laughs> moment. Like, this is yeah. where I'm at now. That's what that's yeah. what's cool. You, you you end up like following and pursuing dreams and stuff like that. Or sometimes it just kind of happens. You're just doing marketing and all of a sudden things work out. And then you're like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, it's a I think my advice for anybody would just like say yes to opportunities, even if it scares you. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a big I mean, that goes back to like just the improv mentality, just kind of going with it and rolling with the punches and being like, yeah, I'm open to that. Like there's I've had a lot of interesting doors open just because I'm like, uh, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Like one of the things uh, one of the gigs that I did was for a buddy um, for a Comedy Central show. They said, um, hey, this is a weird role on the show, um, but it, it's for a few days shoot. You're going to be mm-hmm. in a dog suit. So. <laughs> they people won't see so you into it people yeah exactly uh so people it's gonna be a rough day hello um so exactly i was like the queen of the pun she's waiting for it uh they're like you're not gonna get your facing and you're not gonna have your voice you like i'm like well i have the uh, uh the opportunity to you know audition for the voice of the dog they're like realistically no <laughs> they're just like like good friends of mine so they're like it'd be yeah. more like we need you for the day. We'd love to have you. And I'm like, I'm a team player. I'd love to do it. Because I did that gig, that one gig that was like a SAG gig for the day, that mm-hmm. was the gig right before the pandemic that allowed me months of unemployment. Because as a, wow. as a stand-up, I'm an independent contractor. With the comedy clubs and stuff, I'm a 1099 employee. Right. But with working that as a W-2 job, it made everything literally months and months because I was like, I don't have an ego, man. I'm just, I, I want to have fun with you guys and I want to support and I appreciate you thinking of me and I did it. And that was like one of the most recent blessings where I was like, this is crazy. Like if I would have said no, Damn, I would have been kicking myself like so hard just for me yeah. to be like, no, my face is not, I'm not going to be like, no, no. But I'm like, no, let's, it'll be fun. Let's do it. It's also like saying yes to opportunities that like make you anxious or nervous. Um, Like that has almost kept me from saying yes to a lot of things. Even something like doing a podcast where it's like, of course. Oh, you know, like we've never met before, and like I don't know, if, like, what's our banter gonna be like? I'm anxious about this, blah, blah 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 blah, and then just like, what could go wrong? Like, you could do it. it it's gonna happen. You'll be fine, and then on to the next thing. But you never know, like, what is going to open the door for you. Yeah, it's cool. Um, well, I want to close out with. There's a bunch of more questions, but obviously we can we can keep doing that forever. Uh, I want to close out with the final segment. It's called Sax Talk. Oh. Oh. All right. So I prepped Barbara beginning of the show before we started. She's going to share a story of a sexual encounter. It doesn't matter how uh, graphic or innocent it is. It's up to her. Um, But I'm going to follow you along, Barbara, with some sax. Whenever you are ready, I will start playing along with you. All right. So this is after I was newly single couple years ago after a three-year long relationship and i decided that i wanted to go out on the town and meet a boy and so i went downtown got drunk immediately and started grinding with this guy on the dance floor who my only criteria was that he was taller than me. 
And I went home with him immediately to uh, have sex with him. Which I wouldn't recommend for anybody because stranger danger. Uh, You never know if someone's (laughs) safe or not. So maybe don't copy what I'm doing. But the problem was is that this gentleman lived in like a mother-in-law suite in the back of his house that had no bathroom. So naturally, after a night of drinking and then sex, you have to pee a couple times during the night. (laughs) So I left his mother-in-law suite to go into his house to try to find a bathroom, but I couldn't find the door because it was so dark. What I did was, I just popped a squat in his backyard and pissed in his lawn. But the worst part of the story is that there was no toilet paper or anything like that, so I grabbed one of his shirts that I saw lying on his floor to wipe up my piss. And then I called an Uber and I went home. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's sexy. That was straight up <laughs> sexy, y'all. <laughs> I was like, when do I break for the sex? Oh, no. That's always the question. Like, the guests are like, look at me, like, are you coming in now? Or, like, when are you coming in? <laughs> Should I keep going? Do I keep going? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is interesting. Uh, that is, uh, what, but you know what? The fact that you wiped up, even that says a lot about your character. You know what I mean? You went out of the way, even though it was his t-shirt, you still wanted to make sure that you didn't leave a mess. So that's commendable. I made sure I put it in his laundry pile after. So who, none the wiser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're set. Also, he was kind of a dick, so I'm not that mad. Oh. Lisa, <laughs> was it a graphic tee? Do you remember what kind of t-shirt it was? It was a graphic tee. Was tea. it? Yes. Do you remember what kind of graphic tee it was? <laughs> no, but I remember it was blue. Uh, that's all I remember. So if I ever see that t-shirt out in the wild, I'll know. I'll know it was me. Is this a, <laughs> is this a Golden Grams t-shirt from Target? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Why did I use that? Golden Shower Grams. That's crazy. Golden Shower Grams. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, we did it. Shit, gotta cover up my webcam. <laughs> uh, well, Barbara, thank you so much for uh, doing this podcast today. And uh, yeah, it took a little while for us to to kind of make this happen, but I appreciate you uh, getting back to me and, you know, of I, and us collaborating. You know, we didn't know each other before this, but I had a lot of fun with you and uh, I'm, I hope that we get to record some other stuff in the future. Yeah, we should get you on some Rooster Teeth stuff someday. I'd be down. I'm around. I mean, I got <laughs> nothing but time right <laughs> We're now. Well, we pandemic. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know where to find you. <laughs> Is there anything uh, you want to plug or anything before we go? Uh, sure. Yeah, you could follow me on all social media accounts at B Dunkelman. That's B-D-U-N-K-E-L-M-A-N. Um, or just head on over to roosterteeth.com to check out our shows and podcasts over there. 
I love it. Check it out, guys. Thanks so much for doing the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica.